Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Refresh, refresh, refresh. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. That blacked out Tahoe, hell yeah, let's roll with it, huh? Pain heels, chicks dig scars, glory, last forever. I'm in love with a stripper, she bobbing, she rolling, she bowling, she riding that pole, and I'm in love with a stripper. Me, I'm a bearded, ugly looking dude, and she's a fine mama. You gotta always protect the McNuggets. <laughs> yup in my white tee, yup in my white tee, all in the club. She'll patron in my white tee. You know, she don't want to pop lock and drop it. She never wants to do that. Money in the bank, showed you what you drank. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? You're killing me, Smalls. What's up, Contra? Hey, hey, what's up, Contra? He's coming on down to Austin. We got him some custom boots. We got him a custom or a burnt orange jacket, a can of chewing tobacco, and he gonna come down on the Alton. Oh, Ricola. You know, DJ, go DJ. If that's my DJ, go DJ. Like the guy said, you're gonna eat lightning and you're gonna crap thunder. Down there and got a mocha loca, uh, ya, 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 ya. All of a sudden, I just heard my wife yell to my son, get out of the trash. Well, that's not good. This is Rudy Poo, y'all. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Oh my God, let's go. Yippee. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I got to send out a special shout out. And yes, it's raining. It's pouring. The old man is going to be snoring at about 8.30 as soon as I get off the podcast. So, yes, I'm an old man, and I'm going to be snoring. Got to give a big shout-out to our good friend, Mr. Craig Schilling, who is in the chat right now for that intro. Wow. I mean, man, I'm, I'm going to be a little vulnerable um, with you guys here. Um, when he sent me that last night, I got very emotional. Uh, and the time goes by quicker. We get in and out. I don't have to do as many things behind the scenes. And we can get in and out. I hope that you enjoyed the new intro. Stanley Polky says the new intro is fire on Facebook Live. It is fire. Craig Schilling's the man. Absolutely the goat. So, Craig, from the bottom of my heart, um, we greatly appreciate it. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Michael Ray says... Well, he doesn't really say anything. He pretty much is saying, go Tigers. Uh, Ryan says, another great shirt in the collection. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Great shirt for a great episode tonight. As we're going to be talking about a lot of LSU stuff. Does LSU have the most depth? It Maybe just, not just in the SEC, uh, but maybe in, in all of college football. Because we're going to break uh, position by position down uh, from quarterback Wide receivers, offensive line. We're going to go on the defensive side of the football. Does LSU have the best depth when it comes to talent after a year ago when they had a lot of departures? We will talk about that. Also, you can do the hashtag as Blake as always. We'll put it right here in the comments. Guys, we are... I, I don't want to jinx myself, but it is raining. So if we do have some technical difficulties uh, with this cold weather... Uh, please bear with us. But as always, you can do the hashtag AskBlake. Any questions that you have for me as we're breaking down both sides of the football, or both sides of the football, both sides 
of LSU's football team. You can do that. I want and look. I always want to talk LSU basketball and and baseball, but we have some delays. We're going to talk about that with Jocks Doucette, the Jocks Doucette from WAFB, who's going to be joining us at seven thirty. Jocks is just probably the best. He probably is the best. And he's got some uh, big-time news that he's going to be sharing with us. I know that he shared it earlier today. Uh, we're going to let him promote that uh, as he's going into the podcast world. And we greatly appreciate Jocks said who will be joining us. But before we get started, guys, as always, we want to thank our good partners over at Believe Podcast who do so much for me. Everything that you see here, and if you're listening to us on the podcast tomorrow morning, or really today, it would be for you guys, our podcast is sponsored by eBay. Everything runs through eBay and Believe Podcast. We appreciate all of them. We will be doing a uh, a giveaway, another giveaway for YouTube. Uh, so we'll, we're still working that out. I do. I can't. What I can tell you is that we'll be giving away a sack of crawfish along probably with some money. We're probably going to be announcing that uh, this coming Monday. I have no idea who's calling me. Yeah, Jeff in the Borough, brother. Sorry, we're not going to answer the phone calls. If you're not going to talk LSU, you're not going to talk Saints, you're not going to talk Louisiana sports, we're not going to answer your phone call. All right, guys, but yeah, pretty much. That that phone call uh, uh, kind of caught me off guard. Also, Sam Darnold to the New Orleans Saints. Would that be a good pickup? We will talk about that as well. But before we get started, we got to get over to our guys over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denver Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafina over at AYS sent you on by. And for our, really, and it's the truth, the number one, Real estate team on the North Shore. Go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Meet with one of their great real estate agents today. Give them a call at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino at RU Series Sports sent you by. Yes, we have some questions. Uh, let's see. J. Adam LSU, wonder why... I don't get notifications on YouTube when you go live. You have to hit the notification bell. So everybody that's subscribing to YouTube and our big push, as we're pushing to get 1,000 subscribers to get monetized uh, on YouTube, you have to hit that notification bell uh, to get um, you uh, to get the notifications when we go live. Uh, Mark says, LSU softball put up 19 runs today. I'm actually going to ask uh, Jocks, or Jocks that, JD, as I like to call him. He was at the game. Yeah, they rolled. Uh, they run ruled them. It was a fantastic game. Uh, Nick Gidry says Blake hashtag Ask Blake drums or flats. I'm not a drum guy. Uh, I'm more flats myself. If you're talking about wings, you got to give me the flats. All right, a couple more, and we'll get into some LSU stuff. Nick says Ask Blake, do you think that Jake Peets, the new offensive coordinator at LSU, and DJ are going to have them wide receivers catching like balls like they did in 2019? Yes, they're already doing it. They're, it's already uh, the season of 10,000 catches in 2019. They're doing the same exact thing. We've seen videos from guys like Jare Jenkins, who we talked about last night. Uh, guys like Trey Palmer on the jugs machine as my dog barks because it's absolutely pouring cats and dogs outside. Um, 
But yes, they're already doing that. And, and, and to talk about that, I think that that's one. We'll start there. I, everybody's saying flats all day. Brandon says flats all day. I don't like drums, man. I don't like drums at all. And there goes my dog again. Guys, I'm telling you, it's pouring. We're going to try to stay on as long as we can and get to jocks. Uh, we're going to do everything we can as you hear my dog barking because my, my it thundered and my house literally shook. And I hope my wife... <laughs> Oh, man. You got to love Louisiana weather in, in, in the wintertime, right? I mean, it doesn't rain all day long, and then here we are, 7 o'clock. Uh, Ryan Williams says, does LSU have a chance to get to a six-seed or better basketball-wise? They do if they win out, in my, in my opinion. Um, they're going to have to win out. And we're going to talk with Jocks about the basketball team. I think, you know, this delay is going to help them more than anything. Um, this pushback of games is going to help them more than anything. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, David says drums. I can't do drums, man. If we're talking wings, I cannot do drums. I, I'll eat them. I'm not saying I won't. I'm not going to be prejudiced against chicken wings. I'm not going to do that. I'll eat wings all day. Wings all night. Look, there's there's certain foods that you can put in front of my big butt um, that I'm just going to not turn down. Chicken wings are one of them. Give me them lemon pepper wings. I love me some lemon pepper, man. I love me some lemon pepper. All right, let's get to this. Guys, you can fire the questions in our chat. Hashtag Ask Blake. As you're, uh, after the show, everyone's going to go over to YouTube and subscribe. Uh, but you can do that. We'll get to them. Look, I've been really breaking this LSU team down. I'm almost all the way through of last season, watching every game again. Um the more and more I look at it and know the outcome, you know, and I'm not panicking about what the outcome's going to be. I don't have that anxious pit in my stomach that is, is LSU going to win or not? Um, it's more easier to watch. More easier. That's not even a way to say things. Uh, it's easier to watch these games and how they unfolded last season. The thing that, for me, that just continues to stick out with all of these guys coming back, and I'm not sure that LSU fans fully understand. I think that we know that a lot of these guys are coming back, but I don't know if we fully understand. Let's start with the depth on the offensive side. Let's start with the offensive line as it comes back. Now, the old saying goes, you know, well, everybody's coming back. The good news is, is that everybody's coming back. The bad news is, is that everything's coming back. This O-line, in my opinion, played well regardless of what people say they did last season. You have guys like Miles Brennan and TJ Finley per SEC StatCat and three starts or more had more time in the pocket than any other quarterback besides Mac Jones from Alabama. That offensive line was the best in a generation. As I continue to watch in the running game and the win rate and the wins that these guys would get in the running game, I can't emphasize this enough. And if you're running the football, you have to establish the run. You, every football fan knows this saying. You have to go and establish the run. Why do you think they call it establish the run? It's not just giving the ball off once or twice and then throwing it five or six times in a row to establish the run. Oh, the pass will set up the run. Well, last year, it didn't help you a lot with two true freshman quarterbacks. Now, I just got through the Arkansas game, and the way that LSU ran the football won them that football game, in my opinion. I know that you really can't debate that one, but in my opinion, that's what won them the football game. In the depth, I think that you have a lot of guys that are obviously coming back with a lot of experience. 
Ed Ingram and Austin Deculus look like two guys that are connected at the hip and love one another. And when you have that cohesiveness, it's only going to do great things with you. Liam Shanahan coming back. And look at the depth that you will have underneath these guys. Cordell Thomas is still here. A third-year freshman. Three-year freshman. Red-shirted in 19. Uh... You know, the year that the NCAA doesn't count against you. And now coming into this year, you have a guy that's going to be a three-year freshman. Anthony Bradford, the same. So you have two really big-time guards in the in the middle there. The problem is, is if Liam Shanahan goes down, that would be the only worry for me that it would be. Because of the simple fact you don't have a lot of centers on that team, true centers. Uh, you get Dare Rosenthal back. I think athletically, if he cont- continues to get in the weight room, athletically, he did things last season. And trust me, as a former O-lineman, watching this guy's film, there, there's never really an in-between with Dare Rosenthal. It's either he's dominating the hell out of somebody or he's completely whiffing. But when he dominates and when he has his head screwed on right and he just pretty much in his head thinks, I'm going to dominate this guy, He's deadly. That's on the offensive side of the ball, and you have a lot of true freshmen, or not true freshmen, but freshmen and sophomores that will be back, and this thunder continues to let my, my dog bark. I'm sorry, guys. If you can hear it, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, at the running back position, we know what's going on there. Ty Davis-Price, John Emery, Amari Goodwin, uh, Corey Connor. Tell me the hole there. And you have Trey Bradford, who they have talked about. Uh, I don't know if they're going to put him at receiver or they're going to put him out in the slot, but a guy that has a lot of speed. A lot of speed that you can get the ball out to. Five guys that have seen playing time. And look, Josh Williams came in uh, for you last year against Florida and had really good runs. Did really well against Ole Miss. Six guys in that room that have – that well. Really, four, but six guys in that room that are talented, that can really, if you absolutely had to put them out there, that you could. Jo- Look, I, don't sleep on Josh Williams, the walk-on running back. Watching that old, I'll go back and watch that old Miss game. He was great in pass protection. He ran the ball downhill. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but God dog it, does he have heart. And I like that a lot. Wide receiver, um, it's a plethora an absolute plethora of talent. And if my mother is on the podcast right now, she's going to love me saying that word. A plethora. I'm not great at English language or, uh, English language arts. I'm better at math. But plethora, that's a big word. I should give myself two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> Woo! Death all over the place. Now, the, the problem is, with the wide receiver position, in my opinion, is you don't you do have some experience, but you don't have guys that have gone out there and done a lot of it. The only real guy that you could talk about that has that, who who's put up the numbers, has some experience, is Kayshawn Boutin, and really only came on the last two games of the season. He's going to be a dog. Trey Palmer needs to get going. Dre Jenkins needs to step up again. There's a lot of talent there. You got to bring it out uh, in front of you. See, there's my mom right there. She gives me a thumbs up. Uh, so that's the offensive side. We're going to get to the defensive side, so let's get to a couple of your questions, and then we'll do the defensive side. Jox Doucette is going to be joining us from WAFB around 7.30. If you're just joining the show, my name is Blake Rafino. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Uh, let's see. Max on YouTube says, drums, garlic, pepper. I like me some garlic, pepper, 
or uh, garlic parm. I like me some lemon pepper. Dude, I'm telling you, you put some wings in front of my face, they will be gone. I like wings more than... It might be my favorite food. Uh, Thomas Bankson says, hashtag ask Blake, how many do you think we will lose to transfer? And I didn't get to the quarterback position for a reason. Let me make that very, very clear. We've talked about the quarterback position in the last two nights. You know how I feel about that. You have depth. We don't know. You could have two scholarship guys. If two guys transfer, we don't know. We have no idea. I'm not going to talk about the quarterback position. Uh, just strictly to, we've talked about it last two nights, and it's just been a train wreck. Uh, Thomas Bankston, it wasn't a train wreck. Let me back up. <laughs> it wasn't a train wreck. I, I just kind of, at this point, want to see it play out. Uh, Thomas Bankston says, ask like, how many uh, do you think we will lose to transfer when they see how uh, deep the depth is? I don't know if you will, because it's really a makeup season, right? Nothing really changes. For these freshmen, what really changes? Or last year's freshmen, what really changes? Let me throw this scenario at, out at you. Talking specifically about the quarterback position. And I'm using this one as an example for LSU. Let's say Miles Brennan is your starter above Max Johnson and TJ Finley. Well, it's pretty much just the same as it was last year. I mean, because this year does not go against them. So there's a scenario if you're Max Johnson and TJ Finley and you're sitting there thinking, well, look, man, Max, I mean, Miles isn't going to be here for long. It's the same deal. We can continue to learn and continue to battle. Do I think that they will do that? I don't know that. I do not know that. But that's just an example. I mean, you have Cardell Thomas, who's a third-year freshman now. Anthony Bradford is a third-year freshman. And every freshman from last season, it didn't count against them. It's like a makeup kind of deal, at least the way that I see it. If I'm a true freshman of, on last year's team, and I look back and I look into this season and say, hey, this guy who's a junior, who should be a senior – is still here, and I'm still a freshman. Guys, I still have five years at LSU. Now, I know that the way that I think is not the way that some others think, but that's how, the way that I think about it. Uh, Nick on YouTube says, Ask Blake, death-wise, if there is an injury at cornerback, who do we have? Do you think with experience last year we are stacked at cornerback or at corner? I'm going to... Nick, I'm going to come back to this question because I see some um, some offensive questions, but we will get uh, we will get uh, into that question. Michael Ray says, "Ask Blake, do you think Orgeron allows his best defensive lineman to play, or or do he just play his returning seniors?" I uh, will get to that. I'll get to both of those questions. Uh, let's get to a couple of these uh, a couple of these uh, offensive questions, and we'll get to defense. Uh, Don Gerald. Thomas on Facebook Live says, I really like the white, uh, walk-on running back. Yeah, Josh Williams is Marvin Mackey. Talks here. That kid's got heart, man. That kid's got serious heart. That's six guys that have a really good talent. Really good talent. That's what I'm talking about depth-wise. And, I, again, I do not know if LSU fans fully understand. Yes, we get that every kid comes back. But when you go down that roster and you watch games from last season, you're like, damn, that kid's coming back? Damn, Liam Shanahan had three pancakes in the first half versus Florida, and he's coming back. Hey, did Austin Deculus 
really just do that to that defensive end that uh, Todd McShay has a third as a, as a third round pick? That's or those are some things that I just sit back and ask myself, like, man. <laughs> Courtney Putnam, my sister on Facebook Live, says, "From the three amigos, a plethora." True, true. Blaine Smith says, "What's up, everyone?" Uh, <clears throat> Matt Daigle asks, hashtag, what's going on with Cardell Thomas? I don't know, is really anything going on with Cardell Thomas? Um, he was hurt as a freshman. Last year, he didn't start. He had two guys that were, uh, who have been in the program longer than him, Ed Ingram and uh, Chasen Hines that started above him. I mean, look, offensive line, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks, and I'll continue to say this, and I've said this for months. I mean, we're almost on episode 200, and I've been saying this for a while. Offense and defensive line, you don't have – you have a lot of good talent that you can go get. Sure, um, but the overall freaks of nature that can come in day one and start at a drop of a hat is few and far between. Few and far between. That doesn't happen often, guys. It doesn't happen often, and when you see that, that's a big deal. Um, uh, so we'll have to see. I think Cardell Thomas, he, he has to have a great off season. Uh, Marvin Mackey says, ask Blake, do you think the wide receiver from a meet walk if he doesn't get any burn this year? I forgot his name. I, I think you're trying to say Devonte Lee. Um, Devonte Lee's moved over a couple of places. I don't think he will. Devonte, I don't think that he will. Uh, last couple, and then we'll get to the defensive side of the ball. Courtney Putnam says, I'm pulling for Miles Brennan all the way. Courtney, we've talked about this the last two nights. Uh, it's I, Look, I'm pulling for every kid that's on that team. Um, I think at some point we have to be realistic about Miles Brennan. So I'll just end it there. Uh, Michael Ray says, Austin Deculus matches the energy at of the right guard. Um, look, there are times, and look, again, I continue to go through these games. There's times where Austin Deculus was trying to pick these guys up. Uh, him and Ed Ingram have a connection like I haven't seen or you don't see a lot of. You know, they're they're really close and really tight. Uh, let's get over to the defensive side of the ball before we get Jocks who's sitting here, and then we'll, I'll answer some of these questions. Let me go back up here to uh, Nick and Michael's questions. I'll, I'll Let's just do those first. Guys, I don't know if y'all can hear this, but it is pouring. It's pouring down outside. Uh, Nicholas says, depth-wise... If there's an injury at cornerback, yeah, I remember the question. Um, you you do have a lot of depth. You have Cordell Flott. Um, I'm talking about depth. I'm not saying he's the first guy. But Derek Singley, Elias Ricks. Jay Ward is a guy that I think at the end of the season, I know that a lot of people are talking about Max Johnson, but if we really want to look at it, Jay Ward might have had the best last two games outside of Max Johnson, Kayshawn Bouti. Um He's up there with him. Uh, yes, did he give up some touchdowns? Sure, but he had uh, the pick six against Ole Miss. Uh, the block, remember the against Arkansas in the fourth quarter when he comes up and he uh, lodges the ball away from the uh, Arkansas defender or running back, a defender, offender. Um, he lodges the ball, and then the very next play, he blocks the kick. LSU goes on to win 27-24. Uh, he came on a lot. Um, Dwight McGlothern is a guy that saw a lot of playing time who at times showed a lot of promise. 
Uh, and you do have Darren Evans. So I think that you have talented depth. Can they, can they take that next step? If they can take that next step, yes, I do think that they have a lot of talent. So there's your cornerback run. Uh, safety. Uh, I mentioned this last night. If there's a position, and Durante Jones is really going to, the new defensive coordinator for LSU is really going to make his money here. Is really, really, really going to make his money. Durante Jones comes from Minnesota. Now he's a defensive coordinator. We all know that. He's going to be coaching the safeties. Um, I don't, as, as I look at it on paper, I don't know of another position group that I don't want to say I'm worried about, but more interested to see uh, because of the simple fact that you have guys that have struggled. Todd Harris ha- has struggled. Uh, Mo Hampton struggled last season. Both guys had uh, re- really, really hard times uh, in coverage. They had uh, a lot of trouble. Guys, it is pouring. That's why I'm losing my train of thought. But anyway, let me know in the comments. Can you hear it raining? Somebody let me know. Can y'all hear it raining through the podcast? Because there's absolutely nothing I can do right now. Because it is coming down. Jeez, I'm Pete's. I'm going to wait to see a couple of these comments very quickly. Um, but either way, let's see. Nope. Marvin Mackey says nope. Okay. Everybody's saying no. Ryan says no. Jamar says no. Well, guys, that's why I'm losing my train of thought. I wish I could get you guys to hear how this dude is pouring. There's nothing. I can't hear. I, I don't know. We'll try to get through it. We'll try to get through it. Um, but safety's, again, still the biggest position to me that has the biggest question marks. Uh, there are some talks about Todd Harris moving into the box. The problem with that for me is you're putting a safety inside the box who's shown that he takes horrendous angles at times and isn't a good tackler in space. That scares the, that scares the mess out of me. Scares the bejesus out of me. Um, you have Jordan Tolls, but you do have guys that are coming in. You have Sage Ryan, uh, Derek Davis Jr. You have a lot of talent there that I don't really remember if a time where LSU had that much talent at safety. You ha- you do have Durante Jones here, so hoping that he goes in there and is able to clean that room up. I think Todd Harris has to have a breakout year. He has to have a breakout year. Safety is a big position. A lot of people... Uh, poo or Rudy Pooh on safeties, but the reason they're called safety is because they're literally the last line of defense. They're your safety blanket. Can they cover in space? Can they uh, make sure that their communication's on with Derek Stanley? Guys, they were in man-to-man coverage last year, and they couldn't get it going. Now, Bo Pelini's out. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again, but still. Uh, Michael or- uh, Michael Ray asks a good question here. He says, "Ask Blake, do you think Orgeron allows his best defensive lineman to play, or do you, or, or do he just um, play his returning seniors?" We went through this a little bit last night, and here's where I, I think that he's going to play the best player. Ed really doesn't have a choice. The LSU's got to get stuff going, and I don't. This is how I have it right now. Uh, Ali Gay. At left end, Glenn Logan at one defensive tackle position, uh, Jaqueline Roy, and rotating with Neil Farrell, Jaqueline Roy, Tank Guillory, Andre Anthony, and B.J. Ojolari. That's how I would have it right there. B.J. Ojolari started games above Andre Anthony last season, so that goes to show you that Ed uh, will not just stick with the senior, playing the true freshman. 
I like Ed Orgeron being all in the defensive line. I like the fact that he's going to be sending guys in and out. I like that he's going to be focused on the defensive line. I love it. I love it. Because you're talking about one of the best defensive line coaches. By the way, I'm not sure if you guys saw Young Rock last night. Absolutely horrendous. Uh, the coach, the guy that's playing Coach O on Young, on young Rock. <laughs> I mean, just I was I was appalled that that was the guy that played uh, Young Rock. But I think that this defensive line has a lot of depth, and I think Ed. I again, I really like that Coach O is going to be uh, really having his hands on the defensive side of the football and up front. Again, Ali Gay, Glenn Logan, Jaqueline Roy, Mason Smith, Tank Guillory, probably one of the more deeper positions on this football team that I like a lot. B.J. Ojolari and Andre Anthony. Uh, so, we'll see. All right, we're going to get over to our good friend, Mr. Jacques Doucette from WAFB. But before we get to him, we got to get over to our good friends over at Area Home Lending, Mr. John Patton. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention this show, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. Give him a call today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you by. And our good friend, Mr. Richie Roche, over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape in Baton Rouge. Give him a call, maybe not today, uh, but as the weather goes out, give him a call at 225-937-7220. He will set up an appointment with you to get out there and make sure that your lawn and landscape is the best. That's 225-937-7220. And tell him Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Okay, we have our good friend, Mr. Jocks Doucette, along with us. J.D., what's happening, my man? Blake, good to be with you tonight. I don't know if I can match your energy with this plethora of topics that you're hitting on this evening, but I will do my very best. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Well, I love the vocabulary words, JD. You know, we just used plethora earlier. My mom was an English language arts teacher at Franklinton, and so she loves when we use these big words. But I appreciate you having me on, my friend, or having, or well, you coming on, my friend. Yeah, well, I can tell you, uh, anytime I said anything grammatically incorrect, my mom was the first person that after the show was <laughs> you know what you said, blah, 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 you know the real word. So anyway, I know how that goes. <laughs> yes, indeed. J- J.D., I just want to go here first. You you broke some pretty big news today. A lot of LSU fans are very excited. You're in the podcast game now. You're like us. You're in the podcast game. Uh, right off the top, because we've had a lot of people asking about it, just tell everybody what you guys are doing and, and when y'all are going to be getting that launched. Well, Blake, I think uh, during the pandemic, when we had no sports going on, I did my very best to kind of reach out to former LSU athletes and people that I covered over the years to kind of chat with them about things and uh, do interviews, long format interviews. And as you know, in a format like this, it's much different than uh, being on a sportscast for three and a half to seven minutes. Uh, where you've got to kind of rush and get as much information on the air as you can. So the, the great thing about the Internet is is that you can be as long as you want to, uh, basically. And so uh, I've done a lot of interviews that we've just uh, attached to the web, but now we're going to, quote, unquote, have a podcast. And so uh, I think next Wednesday uh, I'm going to do a podcast. We'll, we'll put one out every Wednesday moving forward. Just call it Jacques Talk, my name talk, and then uh, – I'll try to talk to uh, as many former LSU athletes as I can and, uh, and current people and, and also kind of integrate my love of music and uh, pop culture too. kind of broaden the horizons. It'll be more than just sports. So uh, we'll start that next week. That sounds awesome. Look, J.D., the, the simple fact, like when we were going through the pandemic and you were doing that, 
that's one thing that I like really look forward to. And I know a lot of LSU fans look forward to that because there wasn't a lot going on, and we got to see what those guys were going on. You know, we had Brayden Fajoko uh, on a couple weeks ago, and he talked about, hey, this is something I've never dealt with and no one has, but this season was the, the, more chaotic than me than anything that I've ever done, and, and I love that you're going to be doing that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, Blake, uh, you know, this past year, um, you know, I, I'll make 20 years at WAFB next March. And um, I certainly will never forget this. You know, I, I don't want to – I think what, what this year has taught us to be thankful for what we have. But at the same time, we're saying I want things back to the way they used to be. <laughs> you know, you kind of fight that that internal battle. But to cover the team this year and to cover sports and to be in a Superdome when there's nobody there – um, and no fans at any of these LSU games for the most part. Uh, I made all these road trips, and every road trip I'd make, they'd be like, man, LSU's in town. We should have so many people here. We should be excited, and it's just dead. So it was uh, it was a bit depressing, and I've talked about the day that LSU played Alabama. We drove right down Nicholson Drive. We didn't hit tap the brakes once. There were no people who could have fired a shotgun, not hit a soul. So that's not what sports is supposed to be. So hopefully this year we can get back to uh, some semblance of normalcy. Absolutely. J.D., you, you were at a game today. It was freezing cold. It was wet. LSU softball did run rule them, but, I mean, was that one of the crazier games that you've ever – I don't want to say crazier games you've been to, but weather-wise, I mean, it's got to be just horrendous to be out there today, and, and luckily they run ruled them. Yeah, Blake, I know about you, but, I, I mean, I like the spring sports. I love to go out there. I love to go to a ballpark <laughs> when it's 70, 75, right. and the sun's up. You know, and people are, uh, you know, got the flip-flops on and enjoying a cold one or whatever. But, uh, man, this February stuff sometimes for the birds. It's really tough. And, and and this year especially, I think on opening night for LSU softball, it was like 35, 36. Friday night, about 35 degrees. They're right there on the Mississippi River. Wind is just gusting in. And today, yeah, it was like 32 when they started. So um, I, I, I say we kind of, we have to earn those beautiful spring days. And we definitely have to earn it this year. But I, I give uh, – <laughs> I give LSU baseball props, Blake, the fact that uh, they were proactive on this thing. Hey, if we, don't, if we don't have to be miserable, let's not be miserable on Friday night. Let's play in the heat of the day, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, and rearrange some things. So, uh, But, yeah, and it's funny, Blake, you know, you go out there and you shoot your own highlights sometimes like I did today. I left. I felt pretty good. It was 4 nothing. Sure enough, they scored 15, 15. runs on it in the fifth <laughs> inning. All the home runs that I had left, I, I – I, 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 I sent uh, uh, an email to Beth Tarina afterwards, like, really? You had to score 15 runs after a look? He's like, who knew? You know, who knew? So you, you never can't predict what's going to happen. That's amazing. And I love – look, I love that they were out there doing it. It was it, It's fun to watch. Uh, and, and this is – talking about baseball, J.D., like you were just mentioned, Blaine Smith in the comments says, hashtag ask jocks, any news on the baseball front this weekend? I know that there's been some rescheduling and some things going on, but like you talked about – Let's not be miserable. What's one extra day with the season got cut short last year? Um, but what can you tell us there and, and tell the fans? And how excited are you for this baseball season after it got cut short last season? Yeah, you know, Blake, it's funny. Across the country, I think something like 80 90% of college baseball teams draw like 300 fans or less, you know. And uh, here in Baton Rouge, it never really gets boring, does it? Um, and uh, this year we're going to have to start with 2,500 fans and hopefully – uh, you know, Scott Woodward has told us he, he wants more fans in there, and hopefully LSU has a great year. And then when they're hosting a regional in June, maybe we can get six, seven, seven, uh, eight thousand people in there. But you know, uh, um, it's a team that's loaded with pitching. 
uh, Jaden Hill really is a fantastic, uh, remarkable story. The fact, I think the guy, Blake, has won one game in his career, and he is on every All-American preseason uh, team you can find. And uh, not, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but it's just really interesting. He's never pitched in an SEC game either. Um, and so I can just tell you, covering the team last year, I think the last game I went to, Blake, was uh, LSU got no hit on a Sunday in Houston, Texas by Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, I, I saw them play, what, 20, 21 games last year. The pitching was really good. The hitting was very spotty. So and a lot of those guys that were spotty hitters are, are back this year, so we'll see how they do. Uh, but certainly they're very excited about uh, a, a couple of the true freshmen and the pitching really, you know, Devin Fontenot, um, I was there that night, that super regional when they played Florida state and, and, and he just gutted out those innings. And I just, I felt bad he couldn't win, but it wasn't his fault. They didn't win. They just couldn't score any runs, but uh, a lot of pitching and uh, I look forward to, uh, to being at the box and it'll be 70 degrees on Sunday. If you can believe it, <laughs> so we're getting out of the <laughs> Yeah. If, uh, if, if, you know, the old saying about Louisiana weather, if you don't like it now, just stay a couple days because it's definitely going to change, right? Uh, J.D., you mentioned earlier that you've been at WAFB for almost 20 years. Talking about Jaden Hill, have you ever seen a guy in any sport have so much, and I don't want to say hype, because you said, like you said, he's on all these preseason All-Americans, but hasn't ever really played, and this he's technically going into his third year. Do you ever remember covering a guy that everybody sees the talent, but we haven't really seen him play, and everybody thinks he could be a top five pick in the MLB draft? Yeah, Blake, it's really interesting. You know, I remember, you know, probably one of the best athletes I've ever covered is Chad Jones, right? I mean, right. football field, amazing player. And then I just remember on a Sunday, they were playing Tennessee, I think. And I remember Paul Maneri saying, you know, I just looked up and said, please, God, because he was putting Chad Jones in a big game to pitch. Right. Like, oh, here we go. Roll the dice. And I think he was just wicked, you know, curveballs breaking, you know, 12 to six. And he strikes out like two or three guys from a packed house at LA Box. And certainly he was a guy that, you know, was a, was an amazing athlete. I think Bregman, Alex Bregman, for sure, you could feel the buildup and you would hear the guys at the box like at midnight taking ground balls when everyone's gone home. And you heard stuff like that. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Jaden Hill, you just look at him. You can just tell he is just a physical guy. You know, he could be right. playing football if he wanted to probably. And uh, and certainly his first year he had some arm trouble. They shut him down last year, the pandemic. So uh, so certainly looking forward to him. A.J. Labus is a great pitcher. Uh, more so has played some uh, pitch and outstanding ball. You got like a guy like Matthew Beck who's been there who talks about, man, 2017, we're in Omaha. I got to watch Florida dog pile. I haven't forgotten about that since it happened, you know. So um, a good blend of, of different uh, players and looking forward to it. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com says, hashtag Ash Jocks, who's the better drummer, Alex Van Haler or Tommy Lee? Well, we certainly know that Tommy Lee is a much <laughs> uh, bigger, louder personality, right? And uh, certainly uh, – I think Alex Van Halen has been divorced like four times. Uh, Tommy <laughs> Lee, maybe a couple times. Uh, you know, certainly some very famous tapes by Tommy Lee and the people he's been uh, linked to over the years. Very but, uh, much so. I will, I will give it to Tommy. You know, for people like me who are getting older, who remember the late 80s, Tommy Lee's revolving uh, drum kit uh, on Wild Side and everything. That was, uh, <laughs> that was pretty cool. That was, that was revolutionary at the time. Yes, indeed. I had to get to that question. I've been holding it for a couple of minutes. I've been kind of itching to ask that because Mike had been wanting to ask that. Uh, JD, 
something interesting. You talked about Bregman. Now we've had we have Zach Pearson, former LSU pitcher Zach Pearson, that joins us every Thursday, and he said kind of like your Bregman story that. Alex would send a text out and say, hey, who wants to bring me to the field to field or hit me ground balls? Like the work that that kid put in was crazy. And you hear stuff like what you hear with Jaden Hill. Uh, another guy that's been really kind of out there that a lot of people are interested to see and have has had some uh, people calling him maybe a Mike Trout type of clone is Dylan Cruz. Is that the kind of guy you're, you're – does he have that Bregman persona that everybody's wanting to see too? Well, Blake, I think uh, Paul Maneri said he's got two guys that he's got no problem that are freshmen putting him into tough situations in the batting lineup and just let him go. And that's uh, uh, Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan, uh, you know, the first baseman there. So he's going to put him in some tough spots. I don't know where he's going to bat him four or five or, or whatever, but, um, you know, it's really interesting, man. You, you can go out, you can watch fall, you can watch fall ball, then you can watch the practices in the spring. But you never really know until you put them on the field. Right. And Coach Canary will tell you that, too. You know, now it won't be nine, ten thousand people there for opening night. It'll be twenty five hundred. So maybe that'll maybe the nerves won't be as high. But uh, I'm not going to name names, but we've had people over the years that have appeared on magazine covers or whatever before they played and they didn't do too well and they transferred or whatever. I'm not wishing that upon anybody. But it's, <laughs> it really is a, it's a tough place to play. You know, you don't have the media coverage anywhere else that you do in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and, and Louisiana for LSU baseball. Maneri talks about that. It's a recruiting tool. You come here, you're going to get a lot of coverage. The other side of that is if you can't, you know, if you go through a slump, how do you bounce back? I'm really interested to watch this baseball team. I mean, we haven't seen them in, in, in quite a long time, so it's going to be fun to watch. J.D., we were talking yeah. a little football before, before you came on. And, look, LSU struggled last year. Everybody knows they went 5-5. Five and five. A lot of guys opted out, and a lot of guys left from that 2019 team. But we've been doing this little thing where we go through the depth chart, and tonight was the big, bigger night. Last year, they had a lot of younger guys. You had true freshmen that were starting at quarterback, true freshmen that were starting at wide receiver. JDM, I going crazy here, but now that I look up and look at the depth chart, there's a lot of guys that saw a lot of playing time last year, and LSU looks to have a lot of depth. Could this be a year that LSU kind of just gets back out there, gets back up on the map, and because they have so many guys and they're so deep all across the board this upcoming season? Yeah, well, Mike Scarborough, he and I had a chat the other day, and he said he felt like at minimum LSU could go 9-3 and three wow. this year. Yeah, right. And, uh, and you look at last year, last year stunk for a lot of different reasons, <laughs> but some people say they don't they don't like the rental wins. They want to get rid of the win a win rent a wins. And I would agree. The week that LSU plays a rent a win, I tell myself, you know, this week's game is not going to be very exciting. It's not going to have a lot of hype. But I do think that they play a role at times. When you go to Texas in 2019 and play this down to the wire game in 100 degree heat, I don't mind playing Northwestern State the next week to heal some guys up after a big game and get an easy victory. And certainly, you know, if LSU plays their schedule that they were supposed to. You know, maybe they go eight and five instead of this five and five, and we and we look at things differently. Now, eight and five still is not acceptable, but you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, before I came on with you, I just I glanced at the at the roster a little bit. I like the fact that they'll have a Neil Farrell, a Glenn Logan coming back, veteran guys on the defensive line. Jaquelin Roy from U High made some plays late in the year. I think that guy's going to be a beast. Allie Gay certainly was a consistent performer on a defense that was pretty bad, right? Andre Anthony, not only a good dresser, Andre Anthony, coming down the, the, the <laughs> hill, but also uh, a playmaker. And I thought it was interesting, man, that last game against Ole Miss, 
Trey Bradford and Josh Williams got a lot of action in, in, in the backfield. I don't know if they were kind of kicking uh, John Emery in the butt and some of these other guys. Hey, we need more consistency out of the running game. I like all those guys. Uh, Chris Curry, hard runner, just wasn't getting a whole lot of yards. He transfers. You know, Tyree Davis-Price had seven touchdowns on the national championship team, including a huge one against Florida that ended up being the game-winning score. But just the running game just wasn't consistent. And Kevin Falk is one of my favorite people in the world, been a great guy to me for over 20 years, and I never want to be critical of Kevin Falk. But certainly I think last year some of the running back rotation was a little bit out of whack. You know, uh, uh, Tyree Davis-Price, four big runs, they score a touchdown, then he's out the next drive. You know, I think they maybe need to, need to look at that and do a better job. But, yeah, I think – you know, you look at the schedule, Blake. I think you got to win the McNeese, Central Michigan, ULM. Those are three victories. UCLA, you got to win that game. So that puts you at four wins. And you got the conference games, you know, eight conference games. And and I, I really can't look at one game on the conference and say, well, LSU is definitely just going to walk in and win. They're not good enough to do that. But I think if they play to their level, I think 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 is certainly a possibility. They're not going to be favored at Alabama, obviously. Uh, and, and they got, you know, some other Texas A&M regular season finale. Uh, I don't have a good grasp on how, how good anyone's going to be. I am looking forward to spring football, though, if we get to go out there. That was a question that someone asked, and, and Mark, and I know that you guys and a lot of media have not been able to go out there. But talking about the new coaching staff, Durante Jones comes from Minnesota. He's been on a lot of stops. A lot of people are high on him. Derek Stingley Sr. had some huge comments about him on with Jordy Collada. You look at Jake Peets. You know, I, I saw TJ Finley this past weekend as we live here in Hammond, and that kid looks fantastic from when I saw him at Ponchatoula. He looks fantastic, great, Look, just really yeah. coming into his body. How do you like the, these coaching hires? It seems like they have a great infusion of youth, guys that are really energetic. That's going to go a, a long way with these players too, and and that goes to a part uh, of us thinking and seeing that they could possibly have nine or ten wins, right? Yeah, I, I was impressed with the press conferences. I thought each guy did a good job representing himself. I think that, uh, you know, look, it, it's we heard it. LSU staff is too old and too white. We heard that a lot, you know. And so if you glance at it now, I'm not saying you need to hire people just because they're a certain color, but they have definitely made an effort to be more diverse on the coaching staff if you take a look at it. And Durante Jones, defensive coordinator, I think that, uh, you know, certainly uh, he's he really, I mean, you could say he was a coordinator, but that was 11 years ago at some place called Bowie State. So um, on one end, if LSU goes out and they struggle, you're going to be getting comments and I'm going to be getting comments <laughs> that how could Coach O – at such a critical juncture, hire two guys who had never really been coordinators before, right? You know, Jake Peets has never been a coordinator before. I think the guy's brilliant. I think he's real smart from what I can see. I love this comment about I got six kids, and if we can manage bath time, then we can handle <laughs> fourth and one. I right. I did too. So I, I think and I think that I think the pandemic helps too. Ain't nothing to do. Can't go to a concert, can't go to a party, you're not supposed to anyway. Uh, you know, new movies are coming out. They should just spend time with each other, get to know each other better, work on that team chemistry, work on that uh, that love for each other with these new coaches. And I think Jake Pete said it too. If uh, I want these guys coming to my house, if I can't have them at my house, then they're not family. So I think that they're really going to work hard on that. I think I don't have anything against Bo Pelini. I just think that his hard his his hard nosed ways just did not connect with the team. There was, you know, there was that racial, all, all the racial strife in the summer and all that that apparently just wasn't managed quite the way it should have been. I think Coach O just wants to put a whistle around his neck and coach football. You know, he, he doesn't want to get, get into politics and all that stuff. 
but I think he was kind of pushed into that. I think he learned from it. I think everyone learned. So hopefully, you know, I like the coaches. Uh, I, I think that uh, Andre Carter is a great defensive line uh, presence there. Played 13 years in the league. Guys will listen. Devon Gottschall with the Dolphins uh, played for him, likes him a lot. Um, and so uh, and, and I think DJ Mangus is, is a really bright young guy. I text Joe Burrow's dad and said, hey, can you get a, a comment from Joe on this? And he said, uh, Joe said he's great. He's another Joe Brady in the making or something like that. So uh, how about that? Joe Brady was getting coffee, like, like at the Saints, like two years ago, three years ago. He's a gopher. And now he's interviewing for NFL coaching jobs, and he's got his own coaching tree. It's unreal. The, <laughs> J.D., the funniest story I've ever heard was from uh, – oh, my gosh. Mike Dettelier, who came on a couple of months ago, and he said, hey, we were walking out to practice, and uh, Joe Brady was bringing Sean Payton Popeyes. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like that was that was funny to me. And that, then he's going to – three years later, he's at the Atlanta Falcons facility uh, going for a head coaching job. That's just crazy to me. J- J.D., last question, we'll get you out of here. Thank you for coming on. This has been fantastic. No problem. Having fun. And by the way, I remember like when they asked Sean Payton about – Joe Brady, like to give a sound bite. We were at Saints camp or something. They're like, uh, hey, uh, Joe Brady's going there. And he's like, well, he's a guy who we would occasionally maybe talk to about. I mean, it was not like, you know, oh, yeah, right. This 27, 28-year-old guy is going to revolutionize LSU football. Yeah, right. Well, it was, uh, you know, I don't know who. It's a team effort. Everyone gets credit. But, wow, you know, 2019. We'll never forget it. I've had my fair share of words for Sean Payton and the pettiness, but I'll leave I'll leave that one for another day. JD, you've been yeah. covering high school football for a long time. I remember, you know, when I was playing football at Franklinton with the Taylor brothers, we'd always go over and we would watch and see what everybody else is doing. We had Holy Cross in our district uh, that year, and it came down to the final the final game, and we were playing them. Do you ever remember? A time, and I know that COVID's really hurt high school football, but do you remember a time where where Louisiana as a whole has seen so much talent in high school football everywhere? You look at, you know, just recruiting for this upcoming year, they have, what, 20 offers that LSU's given out to Louisiana guys. When you go and watch these games and you see these kids, have, do you remember a year that was just as talented as this one? Or is this might be this could this one be the, the more talented years we've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be stacked, and Scarborough can tell you all about that. I remember one year, one of our award done banquets uh, for our high school player of the year, which you got to be a senior to be a finalist, nine finals. I think we had one year, I think we had Jarvis Landry. I think we had Landon Collins. I think we had Kenny Hilliard, uh, Terrence McGee, I think, from yep. your neck of the woods, won the award that year. I, I think he we scored, had four or five guys. Not to interrupt you, but scoring 50 touchdowns, I hope he won that award playing quarterback. Anyway, go ahead, J.D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was a quarterback. For those who forgot, you know, Terrence McGee was the quarterback of that, of that state championship team. And, uh, you know, I, I remember that year specifically, which was so much talent. Uh, you know, Devontae Smith was a was a finalist. You know, we do so many of these, and I, I sometimes it, it gets blurry, you forget. But, uh, yeah, looking for – I mean – you know, Patrick Queen over the years, uh, an outstanding running back. Um, you know, Jarvis was was playing like as an eighth grader, you know, I like know. a thousand yards. Nick Brosette ran for a thousand yards when he was in the eighth grade. You know, Kenny <laughs> Hilliard, you know, Kenny Hilliard when he was a junior ran for like twenty seven hundred yards. I mean, he was just and then his senior year, he had like a, he'd run on like half a leg, you know, he was like right. hurt. 
runs for 2,500 yards. I mean, we have covered in this state, you know, some unbelievable talent. Now, Mike will tell you, though, you know, the last, I don't know, decade, we've had Lael Collins and uh, Cam Robinson, I think, have been the only, like, big-time offensive tackles, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have not done a great job of breeding offensive linemen. Um, you know, at Whitworth, that goes all the way back to, you know, Save 2000. <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Right. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to this year. And, and look, I love Louisiana guys, but you can't just say, well, just got to recruit all guys in Louisiana. We'll be good. You know, it, it doesn't right. quite work that way. You know, they got to go out of state and get some guys to fill, fill some spots. So I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, sports line, uh, I'll leave with this. You know, Steve Schneider sport, started sports line in 1990, 30 years ago. And back in the day, the only – they went to two high school games a week, like whoever you high was playing and then whatever game was at Memorial Stadium. And Steve Schneider was smart enough to say, let's go to Kentwood. Let's go to Santa Mall. Let's go to, you know, all these different places. Franklinton, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and cover these games. And, and uh, you know, we get to cover LSU. We get to cover the Saints. We get to cover Southern. But the thing that people stop us and talk to us the most about, I love that high school football show you guys do. And so uh, that's how you connect with people, show them stuff that they can't watch on ESPN. So. And, yeah, and look, I could I could just speak for me. I mean, look, when we had a meet in our district, okay, and they had all those great teams, I'm like, man, I ho- please, please, Jesus, I hope they don't win because it wasn't ex- acceptable through the phone. Hey, I, I don't know if Amy won. You know, people aren't going to text me back immediately to find out, and that's how that's how we find out. But JD, you've been a rock star. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you for coming on, my friend, and tell everybody where they can find all of your stuff and everything that you do. And I know that they know already, but where can they well, find out everything you do? Well, thanks for having me, and I, and I love doing stuff like this. I love talking. You know, I just like <laughs> to visit with people, and it's so much easier. The pandemic, if there's one positive, it's, it's taught us how to use all this stuff now. So uh, so anyway, at WAFB.com, I'll be on your 10 o'clock news tonight, uh, and uh, check out my uh, Twitter page, uh, uh, my uh Jock, do you say WAP Facebook page? And I'm going to start a uh, going to start a podcast uh, next Wednesday. And uh, I'm not sure who the first guest will be. I'm I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, Blake. I got to have a good one to start off here. So we'll see how that goes. I, I understand. <laughs> Listen, I understand the pressure just like you do. But you've been amazing and you've been a rock star. Thanks, Jocks. We'll talk soon, my friend. Okay, Blake. Thanks for having. Me. That's Mr. Jocks who said from WAFB who's been at was absolutely awesome. Guys, we got to get to a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll answer all these questions and we'll talk some more. Uh, but we got to get over to our good friends over at the Drake Law Firm. Guys, personal injury, criminal defense, real estate and successions. There's nothing that they can't do for you today. Go see them in downtown Pochettula. Tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, sent you by. And our good friend, our financial advisor, Mr. Michael Bazile. Call him today at 504-343-1576. That's 504-343-1576. If you plan for it, or if you live for it, you damn sure better plan for it. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you on by. Uh, Ryan says, it don't get much better than JD. Awesome to listen to him. Yeah, man, he's fantastic. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. Um, Let's see. Kenny says, ask JD how good is Dylan Cruz. And he he talked about that. Yeah, he talked about that. Got a lot of hype. We're going to have to see what he does in the game. Got a lot of hype, and they haven't. We haven't really been able to see him. So we've seen him some, but we haven't seen him a lot. And so we'll we'll have to wait and see Saturday. Going to be very very interesting. Um, God dang, we're at fifty six minutes. It's been a great show, a fantastic show. Hmm. Well, 
Anyway. All right, guys. My name, we'll, we'll just call it a night and then get back at it tomorrow. But, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. Follow us on YouTube or subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. We're on our way to 1,000 subscribers. Hit you, help your boy out. Help your boy out and go to that YouTube channel and subscribe. But until then, guys, we'll see you soon. And y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.